And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Intergalactic Dropbox. Forget the cloud, store your files in the nebula. Previously on Cautious Optimism. Squawk! You have to evacuate! Squawk! The whole docking range is going to explode when that ship self-destructs! Hello, Hoss. We need you to deactivate a bomb. So, uh, you need a job? Uh, who's asking? You see a little tiny man sitting inside a little tiny cockpit. And he says, You're too late! Revenge is mine! hand over the drawer (laughs) with the dead lady in it (laughs) yeah i think he's upset about this tiny corpse and probably rightly so i'm looking at the rest of the crew like what did i say it wrong little guy robot killed a guy (laughs) i don't understand what is am i is it me am i saying it incorrectly Hello, cautious optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Toss. A slimy, gelatinous. Mm, what are you hauling? Goo thing. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. You guys follow the avian security officer down to the security station where you've been before. And you're led into like a little conference room. And uh, Officer Joe is sitting there waiting for you. Uh, He has a big mug of coffee. And there's a coffee pot on the table with a bunch of cups, obviously, for you guys to take if you want some. I'm going to take some coffee. I will as well. Yes. I'm going to wave and go, hey, Joe. I, I like I like the idea of a cat on caffeine. That seems <laughs> like a crazy cat. Uh, Officer Joe looks at Haas and says, "How did you get mixed up in all of this?" Somebody put a bomb. I don't know. My I can't remember his name. Slorg, 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 Slorg. I can't find the voice. Slorg called me. I don't know what I'm sounding like right now. I got to fix it. <laughs> You sound you sound yeah, like boss to me. Yeah, that sounded fine. Cousin Slorg called me. <laughs> Fixed a bomb or something. Oh. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, well, have a seat, everybody. Now, well, first of all, thank you for disarming the self-destruct. That was that's fantastic. Thank you for your assistance with that. Now I'm hearing talk about a little person and an Oscar Toff robot. What is going on here? 
Rico's going to produce the jar, shake it again, and put it down on the table. What's that? It's the man. This is the man. He's inside the jar. He reaches over and he takes the jar and he looks at the tiny man. So, so this this guy looks like the same thing that Oscar Toft had in that restaurant of his in that dollhouse. Which then we produce that the drawer that has all the stuff in it. Yeah. He says, "All all right." So, Oscar Toft's little dollhouse setup with the galaxy's tiniest life form was real. That that was legit. Yes, there was this tiny corpse in it. Wow. If you unscrew the jar, you might be able to hear the man. That's the weirdest thing I've heard all day. He unscrews the jar, and sure enough, uh, the little man's voice echoes out of it. I'm going to kill you all! I'll kill you all! Oh, you haven't heard the last of me! I hate you all! All you giants have ruined my life! And he puts the screws the lid back on and says, Wow, um... So this tiny, angry man used this robot, right? Yes. And the robot made him look like Oscar Toft? Well, the robot is a robot of Oscar Toft, so yes. Okay. And then this is the man who killed Sam Silliminson in the recording we have. Yes. Wow. Well, Rory, maybe I owe you an apology when... uh, when I heard you talking about how it wasn't Oscar Toft and maybe someone had framed him, I thought that was crazy. But now you've brought me a perfectly crazy explanation for how that might have happened. Well, you're you're welcome. <laughs> he calls out to the avian officer you were talking to earlier. Uh, Birdo, book this tiny man and find some way to put him in a tiny cell. Well, I mean... I say to, to Rico, can he just have the jar? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, of course. He's already in a tiny cell. You may keep the jar, officer. We've solved a second problem for you. <laughs> Birdo comes over and takes the tiny jar and, and looks at it, and the tiny man flips the bird to the bird. <laughs> and Officer Joe says, oh, wow, that's that uh, sign must be universal. Huh. <laughs> And so Birdo takes the little man away, and two other officers come in and start taking the, the robot away. And Officer Joe says, on behalf of the station and avian government below who owns the station, we'd like to offer you a, a small reward for all of your assistance here. And he hands you a credit chip, and he says, here's 10,000 lopsies. You've earned it. That's it. It would take saying. <laughs> Give us more. Well, do you want to make, uh, what is it, like your fast-talking role or something to try to talk him into a bigger reward? Well, don't forget we're getting another 10000 from uh, Toft. That's fair. That's fair. Right. And so what I'll say is we thank you, and we would just like your help on one thing. Mr. Toft has promised to pay us 10000 lopsies to help clear his name. So if there's a way that you guys could keep from releasing him until we got that, that would be great. <laughs> Well, and then I've got a I've got a question because, like, how did he get this little person corpse thing? Because you know he, we cleared him of this murder, but what what what's going on here, Doctor Brune? You can ask him that after we've gotten the first ten thousand. <laughs> I agree with you, but this has taken us all day. We need the money. <laughs> Officer Joe says. Of course. He's still in his cell. We'll go ahead and release him now that he's no longer a prime suspect. But uh, here, Officer Birdo, 
now that you've got the little man suspect in custody, I guess, please take these folks back to Oscar Toft. And once they're done with their conversation with him, you can go ahead and process him and, and let him out. He is no longer the prime suspect. And Birdo says, come with me. And squawk! And leads you back to Oscar Toff's holding cell, where he is sitting in a, you know, his tiny little cell and is very excited to see you. And Birdo, I guess it would be like a force field or whatever. So Birdo pushes some buttons, the force field disappears, and the cell is now open. Oscar Toff stands up and says, I heard you, you did it. Hooray, thank you. You're very welcome. Where's our money? I'm a free man now. This is so great. I told you all I didn't do it. I told everybody I didn't do it. Nobody believed me except you guys. You guys were the only people who believed me because I paid you to believe me. But still, I appreciate that. And yes, let's go to my restaurant and I can pay you. And uh, and it'll be great to see the place and, and reopen for business. I can still make the dinner rush if we hurry. <laughs> no. No? What? What do you mean, no? Well, is anyone else going to tell him? <laughs> you might have some cleaning up to do before you can get started again. Well, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? I mean, did, did something happen? I mean, it's not really our place to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's disappointing. I suppose. So, I, I understand it was the little, the little, little person, little alien that did this whole thing with some kind of robot or something? Yeah, exactly. How did you get that that thing in your uh, collection? Oh, I just purchased it from a, a trader. Sam Sam Silverson, actually. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I, did, I didn't want to say anything because I don't know where he gets his merchandise from, but quite a lot of the rare collectibles that I have in my museum have been obtained by him. Well, it'll be fun for you to find someone else to trade with to uh, restock, because a lot of your stuff's gone. Oh, well, I mean, the giant painting of me shirtless is still there, right? Nobody stole that, surely. No no one stole that. That is still there. That's really kind of the highlight of my collection. I can see why. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's a pretty it's a pretty good likeness of me, isn't it? Sure. It used to be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh well here, I have uh, I have your money in, in the uh safe in the back of my, my office. Let's go let's go down there and I can get you paid. Oh no. Oh no. no. <laughs> um I, guys, y'all y'all trust this guy? No. And now there's really no reason to follow him because there's nothing in that safe. No, there really isn't. Oh, did did you say that out loud where he could hear? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, what? There's nothing in that safe, my friend. Nothing? The safe was broken into? Uh-huh. Police! Police! <laughs> he, he starts marching loudly down the hall, kind of stamping his feet. Was I burgled while I was in in prison? This is your fault. If I hadn't been in that cell, I could have protected my store. He starts following Birdo down to talk to Officer Joe. I feel like we're not going to get paid. Just a hunch. Certainly does look that way. Just continually send invoices until something happens. Right. (laughs) Leave a paper trail. Right. Since he obviously doesn't have a nickel to his name now, and that deal is not worth anything, what if we 
barter for stock in the restaurant. You're the most investment engineer I've ever seen. (laughs) 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 You're always trying to get a piece of some business. Um, I don't know. Do we want to own stock in a failing, terrible restaurant that deals in tiny corpses? It's better than the empty safe. Yeah, it's not going to cost us anything. Well, I'm fine with that. I'm just happy we've got fuel lines. That's honestly. I <laughs> Right. That was a reward in itself. That's right. I'm good. So what do you guys want to do now? He's he's off to yell at the at Officer Joe about the burglary. You guys are standing in the detention center. So uh, you guys asked me to come along. Uh, what do I get out of this? Adventure. Company. A paycheck. Oh, the, the paycheck. Now that's something. How much do you pay? Uh, um. <laughs> the, the first crew member to ask. I know. <laughs> Dang it, I've gotten so far. Um, uh, you would get a, a portion. Whatever. How many of us are there now? Five. Five. You get a fifth. <laughs> you get a fifth of whatever we get. I'm going to pop all of my hands out and start counting like I'm counting on each finger, like all these little pseudopod hands, like tapping each other and be like, <laughs> on top of special deliveries. All right, I can do that. Well, great. Let's get out of here before we discuss any more of our illegal activities and go rendezvous with Slork. your cousin. Yes, who we're still mm-hmm. giving a ride. As you are on your way to Slorg's home, which uh, Hoss, of course, knows where that is, so he's leading you there. Rory's cell phone telephone goes beep, beep, boop. So I hold up my wrist and look at the hologram that has popped up. (laughs) (laughs) And before you is the face of Evan Lonk. Uh, Hello, Aurora. I trust things are well. Have Have I met him before? Oh, even oh, Luke yes. is your is the lawyer guy. The lawyer, that's right. I just found yep. his name. Okay, yeah. Um, yes, I'm fine. How are you? Well, I just heard that there was a lot of excitement on the station. Everything's okay, I, I hope? Everything's great. We solved a mystery, and we're about to, to head on out. Do you have any news on the uh, last known whereabouts of Uncle Peter? Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of, who, who is laughing? What was that? <laughs> Uncle Peter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we're, we're, we're gathered up crew members as we, as we go along. Oh, oh, good. It sounds like your uh, uh, shipping company with Peter's old ship is, is very successful then if you're taking on more crew members. Yes, yeah, we're, we're, we're hoping so. Well, that is exactly why I wanted to call you. I uh, I got to look through my records here on the planet, and I'm, I'm planet side right now. And Peter Shan was pronounced dead on a planet called Galaganar. Apparently, it's outside of the League of Planets uh, borders. It's a, an independent planet. I don't really know much about their people, but the uh, death certificate they sent me had been notarized by a, a League of Planets official, so seems like it's all on the up and up. <sighs> all right, can I get a? Can you send me a copy of the death certificate? Yeah, yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, digitally, as if there would be paper. Yeah, great, thank you. Would you like to accept a file transfer from Elon Long? <laughs> yes, Dropbox. Yes, collector Dropbox. <laughs> I would. Um, <laughs> 
I cannot scan this file for viruses. Are you sure you would like to proceed? I do. I trust the source. Okay. There's some weird signature line that he's attached to everything that is, that's mucking up the whole business with his company's logo on it. So I say to the, to the group, does anyone know anything about the planet Galaganar? Rico, you would know something about Galaganar because a uh, long time ago, the Galaganarians actually fought a little war with uh, your people, the, the felines. And so basically what you know of them is they used to be hell-bent on expansionism and taking over the galaxy. They fought a war with your people and a bunch of other people. Basically, all those wars failed. And after that, the planet went into an economic tailspin. And it's just kind of been trying to recover ever since. Rico will kind of roll her eyes and hiss a bit um, before she explains all of that to you. (laughs) Huh. So... How dangerous do you think it's going to be for us to to check that out if we end up going that way? Well, not very. It wouldn't be dangerous anymore. They lost all the wars, remember it? <laughs> I was going to say, it don't sound like they ever found a war they didn't lose, so they don't seem too good at it. Oh, well. All right. Well, that's all good information to have. Where is Galaganar in reference to... Uh, what was the other place we are supposed to be taking Slog to? Lorda. Lorda 3. Lorda 3. So, Lorinda 3 is uh, much closer. Essentially, if you went to Lorinda 3, you would be going in the right direction for Galaganar. And then Galaganar is way, 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 way past Lorinda 3. And Elon says, oh, sorry, Aurora, I'm going to have to let you go. Looks like I'm getting a call from Oscar Toft on the other line. Good luck. I hope this helps. Bye. <laughs> Good luck to you. Um... <laughs> beep, beep, boop. All right, are we ready to leave this place and go on to Lorna 3, or does anybody need to, need to do anything here? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. We have to go and pick Slog up there, right? Yeah, and Hank, how long is it going to take you to install the new fuel lines? Nah, it shouldn't take more than just a GIF. Well, let's get the show on the road then. All right, so fast forward to Slorg's house, where he, uh, he offers to make you all a cup of ooze. Does anybody want... I just made a pot of ooze. Would anybody like some? <laughs> I, we just, I just had coffee at the station. I'm good. Yeah, we'll pass. <laughs> yeah, okay. You should get it while it's cold, though. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, um, so I think I'm going to stay on the station because Hoss can be my representative with you, uh, with you all on your way to Lorinda 3. And I've already given him a sample of the merchandise that we want to deliver. And uh, he knows your contact there, so he can take care of everything on that end. And then I can be here managing the um, business on this end. How does that sound to everybody? Sound with me. Very good, very good. And uh, I wanted to ask, did you guys ever contact... A nose protrudes from his face, and he he puts a, a finger next to it and says contact i gave you earlier is that miss breck yes indeed did you have you spoken to her yet no but we will go and do that now (laughs) (laughs) i think i think it would be very helpful in getting those uh getting a discount on those ship parts you wanted oh right yeah well we'll uh we'll go do that while yeah on our own time because we may not need to now um (laughs) (laughs) okay I'm just saying, if you're going to be in the business of shipping, it would be good for you to make, uh, you know, to maybe join up even with uh, 
with her organization, if you know what I okay. mean. I do. I understand you. I got you. Okay. All right. Well, he goes over to Haas, and they do kind of a a hug thing that looks more like they kind of merge together for a little bit and undulate back and forth, and then they pull apart from each other. And he says, let me know how it goes. Beach is uh, AFK for the moment. So Haas says, okay, guys, I'm ready if you are. All right. I think I nailed his voice, by the way. <laughs> you did. It's a good job. It's a good job. <laughs> and now, on to Adventure Unknown. Hi, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of Cautious Optimism. Now, when our players aren't saving space stations from tiny, angry, murderous aliens, we're doing other podcasty things. Bama Shocks has two D&D campaigns going on his actual play stream, King of the Heel. You can check out Rhyme of the Frost Maiden on Saturdays and Dungeon of the Mad on Wednesdays. Check out both of those on twitch.tv forward slash Bama Shocks. If you're thinking of running your own D&D campaign, check out some original content by our very own Beige. You can check out his content at dmsguild.com. Just search for his name, BJ Keaton, to check out his material, including his newest publication, The Dragon Tower of Candlekeep. You can also listen to him on the geek to geek podcast, as well as the Dungeon Quest FM podcast. Kelly has another episode of Mating Habits of the Modern Geek dropping this week. Episode 120, Q1 Analysis, Dating Trends in 2021, is dropping on Monday. It's a special video episode with Sean Ryan, and it comes out on April 26th. On episode 468 of Girls Gone Wild, Raven and EJ talk about everyone's favorite Warcraft memories. And if you missed it, go back and listen to episode 467, where the special guest is our very own Todd. Now, if you didn't listen to that episode, or you just don't care about World of Warcraft, first of all, how dare you? You can still hear Todd and his sister, Alinzia, on their podcast, The Nerdberg Review. And finally, there's a lot of Marvel's Falcon and the Winter Soldier going on. Ray and I talked about episodes 5 and 6 on this week's Geektitude. But you can also hear Rob's pre-finale thoughts on his latest episode of And Sometimes Rob. But that's not all. There have been extensive conversations about this series on the Geek2Tude Slack channel. So go join the conversation. You can find the link on the Geek2Geek Media website at geek2geekmedia.com under Contact Us. And that's also where you can join the Geek2Geek Media Discord server. And while you're on the Geek2Tude Slack channel, make sure to hop over to the dedicated As The Dice Roll channel on Slack. And let us know what you think about all the stuff going on. This is week three of Cautious Optimism Fridays. How's it going? Uh, what did you think of the premiere episode of our Monster of the Week campaign? What is not? We'd love to hear from you. You, of course, can still email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Or better yet, you can leave us a voice message. Just click on the link on our website, asthedicerollcast.com. Or you can check out our Twitter at asthedicerollrp or our Instagram at asthedicerole. That's it for me this week. Let's see what the crew does next right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Beep, 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 beep. Comics! Beep. 
Movies. K-pop. Disney Plus. Keanu. Keanu Reeves. New. Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. Where to next? Well, I think... What do you guys think? Have we got all of the like supplies and everything we might need on the ship? Is the ship kind of ready to go, or or do you need to pick? The, apart from functioning fuel lines, is there anything else that needs kind of? We got food and stuff. We do have food. We have rations. We we stocked up on rations before you joined the crew, so we still have some of that. And I think the only thing, and Hank, correct me if I'm wrong, the only thing that we were missing, or the only thing that was less than operational, were the fuel lines. At this point, that was the most pertinent issue captain so yeah so i think we're ready to to go ahead to to learn to three and while we're on or en route i will make contact with Anya Breck. so you want to do that after your ship takes off while you're in space if that was possible because i figured we wouldn't get there in yeah no it'll it'll take a little while yeah all right so let's make some kind of engineering role hank to install your uh all right here we go Six out of 13. Nice. Okay. So you install the new fuel lines. You know, they don't match yours perfectly, but you are able to uh, jury rig some connector dealies and you're actually really happy with the results. They seem, they seem top notch. And with that all wired up and the leak stopped, the engines hum to life and everything seems ship ish I feel like I'll stand up and wipe my hands off on a rag and radio captain. All right, captain, fuel lines are in, holding great. I think we're ready to go. I'd say over the comms to the crew, uh, prepare for disembarking the station. And when you contact uh, Control to open the doors, you get the same gentleman you spoke to earlier, and he says, cautious optimism, we've, we've fixed the damage to the uh, power in that system, and we are able to open the doors. So you won't have to ram your ship into them or attack the station, thankfully. Aw. It's cute how he thinks we were going to do our, use our ship. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Glad to hear it, Control. Opening doors now. You are clear to take off. And so we do. Let's go ahead and make a piloting check, Roaring. All right, got a seven, and my piloting skill is a 14, so I made it by seven. You made it by seven. Okay, Ooh, so. Wow. Good rolls, people. <laughs> yes, I, can fly, I can fly anything. <laughs> you fly the ship out of the station flawlessly. I mean, it looks like it's being controlled by a computer. It, it's so perfect and smooth. And you set a course for Lorne to three, and the ship starts accelerating. Ooh. I guess that's the sound of it going fast. I don't know. (laughs) The sound of somebody making smoothies in the back. It doesn't matter. (laughs) There there you go. (laughs) And the ship starts uh, hauling, hauling took us towards Lauren to three. Everything, everything's going super well. So then if we want to do the uh, call. Yeah. So I, I Google the number for, for on your break. I assume it's easy to find. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think uh, I think Slark had given you the number, or maybe okay. just, at any rate, yeah, you're able to call her up and uh, a little hologram of uh, a, a middle aged uh, human woman with uh, with gray hair appears on your your little wrist uh, communicator, and she says, uh, "Hello, this is Anya Brack. How can I help you?" Uh, hello there. I am Captain Rory Shand of the Cautious Optimism. And I was told through a, a friend of mine that you're someone who we may want to get in contact with and become affiliated with. Oh, well, now, who, uh, who, is, who is this friend? Slorg. Oh. He's a, I don't know, what, what are the slime people called? Um, he's a... Slimezoa. He's a, he's a Slimezoa that we, that we know from the space station, Falcon 1. Oh, so you're... You're interested in joining the guild, I would assume. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. yeah. That's okay. This is a secure line. We can we can talk openly. It's all okay. Good. Then yes, we would be interested in joining the guild. Okay. Okay. Is Slorg vouches for you? That's great. That is a, that is great. Here, let me uh, let me just start pulling up a do a little background check on you. Do you know anyone else who's in the guild? Hmm. <laughs> do we do we know anybody? Else? This is uh, this is. I like I I like cover with hologram. Can't see me <laughs> asking the back. Do we know anybody else in the guild? Uh, your uncle, perhaps. Yeah, I was gonna say your uncle in the guild. Was my uncle in the guild? God. Just throw his name out. See what happens. I mean, I would I have known if he was in the guild. You never heard him talking about it, except you do. You do think that once you might have heard him talking about the guild in hushed voices with other adults when you were young. Okay. All right. So it's like fight club. Like I wouldn't have heard him talk about it. All right. So this, so I, I, I pull my hand away so she could see me again. Um, so my uncle was Peter Shand. Oh, okay. Yes. Let me look him up. Oh, now this doesn't look very good for you though. Oh, why? He was discharged. He refused he, twice. He refused to do his Mandy's and he was kicked out. He's dead now. Does that make it any better? <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> and I inherited a ship and, and would like to, I'm assuming Mandy's are mandatory runs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I don't think that's something we'll have a problem with. Well, okay. Well, let's have a little conversation about what the guild is exactly. So we're an organization that is uh, dedicated to helping shipping throughout the galaxy and the league of planets doesn't allow our organization to exist so of course we have to be very hush hush very secretive we take 10 percent of all your profits and in return we give you contacts where you can get really good discounts on ship parts we help you find jobs and contracts that are very lucrative very profitable that are very difficult for people to find without being a member of our association very difficult for independent haulers to uh, find these jobs. And one other thing that we do expect, in addition to the 10% for your dues, we do expect you, when we tell you to do a particular job, we expect you to do it. Because that's how we keep our, our clientele, you know. When they come to us and they need something done secretly and quickly, if you're the closest ship to them, we're going to order you to do it. And uh, that's where Peter Shan got in trouble. Twice we ordered him to uh, transport some prisoners with jobs 
from one place to another, and, and he refused. Hmm. Well, it looks like we'll be arriving at our destination in X amount of time. Can I call you back and give you my answer? I pretty much feel like it's a it's a good idea, but I have some some crew I have some crew members that I may have to put out at the next port if you get what I'm saying, if they're not willing to go along with it. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, take your time, take your time. All right, well, I'll 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 call you back. I do want to stress that if you join the guild and then get kicked out like your uncle did, that's going to impact your career as an independent operator because right now we don't care about you but if you join us and then you piss us off and get kicked out then you're our enemy understood okay all right so i i stopped the communication and so i I opened up the channel to the whole ship hey guys so i kind of think we ought to join this guild but i also think they kind of possibly tried to kill my uncle Oh, good. So so we're on the same page there, Captain. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, too. I, they want 10% of profits. They want to be able to tell us where to go if if they need to. And they've warned me that twice my uncle told them no, and that if we get in bed with them, getting out of bed with them could be deadly. Why did he tell them no? I'm sure it was for something potentially very horrific. My, my uncle was a, was was not a bad man, was not an evil man, or is not an evil man. But I think he might be hiding from the guild at this point. But I don't think we might be able to find him or make a lot of money unless we join up with the guild. So it's that whole rock, hard place, population us. So what are y'all's thoughts? Are they going to let us find your uncle? Well, I mean, no. I mean, they're they're not going to assist, but... <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've noticed yet, but we kind of do what we want. We put little men in Parmesan glass jars. <laughs> <laughs> And threaten to blow up space stations, but we're still good people at heart. It's your call, Captain. I can lie to the guild as as well as the next person. So, yeah, I um, mean, it might be a good thing just to just to be able to kind of get information on your uncle and figure out what what's going on there. And also, I will point out that just us getting parts for the ship was cost prohibitive and difficult to do without having the guild connections. I think the guild connections for 10% of profits that we report to them, they will be able to help us get places and connect us with important people. And Hank's going to look around the ship at how ragtag it still is. And he's going to be like, yeah, I, I think 10% is going to, it's going to, it's going to cost us way more than 10% of every job we do to fix this place up. So it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, with the understanding that uh, there, there will be certain things that if I know personally, if I'm asked to do, I won't do, but I'm not going to tell the guild that <laughs> that could take years before they would ask us to do such a thing. Definitely. It would take a long time before they ask us to do something that we wouldn't want to do. Clearly, obviously, a long time. So I think it's a good idea. So that's where I'm at. Is there, is there anyone who's absolutely opposed to even entertaining the idea? No. And that was just a bunch of talk. If you heard me say I was going to put them off at the next. I, that, that was just to get her off the phone. I'm fine with it until we're not. Okay. I mean, Rico's just along for the ride. So it sounds like there might be... Interesting things for her to make notes about, study, investigate. I understand Haas might be AFK and or busy at the moment. I mean, my understanding of Beach's character is that uh, he'd probably be fine with it, like as long as he can make some money and 
make his um, special deliveries and everything, he's probably cool with it. All right. Well, so we're in agreement then. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when somebody says it'll be fine three times in a row, that everything is just a okay. Definitely, definitely fine. Thumbs up. Not a problem. So I, I, uh, I call her back and, and let her know we're in. Oh, that's, that's fantastic news. All right. So I'm going to send over some documents. Anya Breck is requested a file transfer. Do you accept? Accept. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go ahead and read them over. Now, where, where are you headed right now? We are en route to Lorna 3. Lorna 3. Very good. I will start checking around to see if we have any jobs you could do for us on Lorna 3. I think we have some contacts there. I'll put you in touch with them. And here, this is, this is very important. If anybody finds out you're in the guild, we will completely abandon you, and uh, you'll go to jail probably for a long time because it's illegal. We are a secret organization. Keep it secret, okay? Keep it secret. Uh, we we will keep it secret. In the documents that you send over, will there be some sort of description of a handshake, a sequence of blinking, a, a way where we'll know one each, <laughs> one another? Are we going to draw a half a fish in the sand and someone completes the fish? Like, how will we know each other? The most superficial first thing we do, and she puts her she puts her finger right next to her nose, is this. Okay. Tap the side of your nose. All right. If the other person taps the side of their nose, then you can probably trust them. And then if you get that far, if they tap their nose, you tap your nose, and everybody's tapping each other's nose. Then uh, this week, the code word is jellyfish. We have truly made contact with the Illuminati. Now, <laughs> who did we ran into somebody earlier today that touched their nose. Who was that? Note taker? Slorg. Slorg. Was a Slorg? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But we've run into it before at the Best Buy. Yep. All right. So I will be in touch as soon as I have a job for you. Welcome aboard. Sounds great. Thank you. If you piss us off, we'll kill you. Okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye. Uh. <laughs> That's your uh, new hire training right there. Great. I, I want a t-shirt that says that. If you piss us off, we'll kill you. Okay, bye. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Just a typical uh, way to sign off a phone call. <laughs> already getting merch ideas for the actual play. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Next time on Cautious Optimism. We got some kind of problem with the ship. Power fluctuations. We're losing power. A purple blob of jelly falls out of the ceiling and lands right next to Hank's body. He's laying there unconscious. The computer reports one life form in the med bay, three detected on the bridge, and two detected in the sensor room. Kyan, you're not by yourself in that room. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. 
You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geekmediacom If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 